0: I get to the end and I'm like, oh man, I'm just like, I need to get off this bike. So I put my bike in my bike corral and I try calling my mom just to like cry to her and be like, mom, this sucks so bad. <laughs> and she didn't answer. So then I'm like, okay. So I'm wandering around in my little kit, just like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like kind of crying and everyone's yeah, I need I'm like, oh, it took me four hours. I suck.
1: Hello,
2: everyone, and welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast brought to you by Michigan Midpack Media, the podcast that covers the Michigan cycling scene from the viewpoint of the midpacker. I'm your host, Trevor. And this is Sheldon. And Sheldon, first of all,
3: I hardly recognize you. Uh, you got rid of the stash. You're, you're going to call me out in November. Uh, absolutely.
4: Yes. yes.
3: No. <laughs> Sebastian, you have no room to speak. No shade. <laughs> Baby face. Hey, I wasn't planning on having facial hair. So uh it, it's it's because of hot cocoa. I, I kept getting whipped cream in my mustache. I,
2: okay, all right. Well, whatever you want to say, um it, I, I, I miss it already. I mean I mean give me five days it so could be back. Okay. All right. So no no more stash for Sheldon. He's growing out the goatee, obviously. Yeah, the goatee's yeah. coming he's he's back changing it up.
3: So, joining us... Actually, you have more of a mustache right now than me. Well, I mean more facial hair.
2: Yeah, it's, it's cold outside, guys, and it's, so I need to... It's, 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 what's this white stuff there's on a your lot chin? Of, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's a little, little bit of gray. It's distinguished. A touch of gray. <laughs> I,
3: I, 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 <laughs> I uh, stress you out on the podcast. You do. Every, every time I come on, like... I I'll had look. no gray
2: hair before the podcast.
3: <laughs> and now, now, he's a, now he's a silver now fox. Now I can't
2: control... <laughs> Joining us tonight on the episode, Sebastian and Mackenzie, thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you for having us. So, um, a few weeks ago, episode 8, Mackenzie and Sebastian joined us to talk about Iceman, before the race, what they were expecting. Um, We talked a little bit about the course, and um, and now... And and their
3: expectations.
2: And their expectations, and now after the race is done they've raced. We wanted to bring them back and talk a little bit about their specific experiences. Uh I don't I don't think I'm ruining anything. Uh I'm guessing it was a little
3: muddy.
4: <laughs> to but, say the least. Yeah.
3: Someone's <laughs> eyes just got really wide across the table from me. Mackenzie, What yeah. did you think of the mud? So
2: no let's let's we'll get we'll get into that a little later. But uh no,
0: Sheldon.
3: Before we before
2: we talk about your Iceman experiences, let's um Let's go around right now.
3: What, uh, what are we drinking tonight? Well, I wasn't going to drink um, until Trevor opened up the fridge and said there was a cider. And I, I just kind of said maybe. And then I realized he had a really good dry cider. It's uh, from Starcut Ciders here in Michigan. Uh, it's their Pulsar. And it is delicious.
2: Yeah, Starcut's like kind of like affiliated with Shorts, or I think it's the same it's, company. Yeah, or something. It's the same company, different yeah.
3: name. It's what they their cidery is called Starcut. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Pulsar is a uh, it's just a a dry cider, kind of a British style, and it is. Um, actually, it is, those ciders are Rachel's, so you owe her a cider. Acquid. Oh man, man, you really you should have told me that beforehand. Well, yeah.
2: no, you just went and grabbed
4: it, so. <laughs> um, uh, Sebastian, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the official from Bell's. Uh, nice hazy IPA. Hey,
2: did you get any of that uh, Iceman 30th anniversary
0: beer? I didn't. You didn't have a single beer.
4: I didn't have, I didn't any have a single beer, beer afterwards <laughs> either. Well, Dude, really? I, felt,
0: I felt like ass. After. I mean, yeah,
4: we'll probably talk about <laughs> well, it, but I felt even like come out of the RV. ass <laughs> after the race. I just like rode till. I didn't have anything left, sure. which is the whole point of the ice. Yeah. Man, so. I tried
0: calling my mom after because I was crying so much. All I wanted to do was call my mom, and she didn't answer. And I was like, "Okay,
2: that's a, that's an emotional." I felt sick. I didn't want any. <laughs> when beer. I peaked
3: in the RV, you were like so bundled up and stuff. I was like,
0: they turned the heat on as high as they could, and they put a blanket over the heating vent, and then put my body over it so I could just like thaw out a little bit.
2: Let's let's get to that later. I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> But uh <laughs> Mackenzie, Mackenzie what are you, what are you drinking? drinking? <laughs> are you also drinking the official?
0: No, I'm drinking dirty dank juice.
2: Is that was it dirty dank juice? Yeah, dirty dank juice. How appropriate. Outside <laughs> ales. No, outside great. ales, yeah. Yeah. I had
3: one of those earlier. Yeah. And Haven, um,
0: pretty Michigan. dank.
3: It it was super dank for sure. Have you yeah. ever had the Franks dank juice? No. It's like named after Frank from uh, uh, it's always sunny in always sunny. <laughs>
4: oh okay mm-hmm. and it,
3: it's just a another variation a of that very, one it's yeah it's solid i am
2: drinking again celebration ale from sierra nevada i know i'm at I'm least we're what are you
4: doing of- dude i no, specifically bought we bought Michigan a keg beers. of beer
0: from breckenridge today and we're like we can't bring it yeah you got Michigan. a keg for a mini yeah, keg for yeah for tomorrow
4: What's tomorrow? For the for the
0: photo, photo shoot.
4: Ah, good call. Got a mini
3: cake. Got to get people yeah. to stick
0: around, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I got nothing else to do, so I'm going
0: to. Anyway, All right, back Trevor, to it.
3: We're, we're at least past Halloween, so I feel a little better for you drinking Celebration now. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, the holidays, we're basically in the holiday season, well, it, right? It, it I mean, doesn't say Christmas. It's it just outside. says Celebration. It is, it is snowing. That is, that's a good
2: point. I want to talk about that. It got so stupid cold this last week here Seven in Michigan. Degrees. I mean, it, November is usually like a mixed bag of weather, and yeah. you don't know what to expect. But, it, right, it's colder than usual.
4: It's really disappointing, because usually we get like nice fall weather riding right we, about now. We were, yeah, this is usually like... This is like January, February re- weather then. Yeah, this is, this is, is straight February
3: weather.
0: I would yeah. agree. Yeah. I've been commuting day. I've been actually day. riding. I, um, I, yeah, every day about 10 miles.
2: And it's freezing. It's
0: brutal, and our neighborhood is all ice, so it's like getting out of there is just it's like a balancing act. Yeah,
2: not only is it cold, it's dangerous. Wait, yeah, Do you, do you yeah. have studded tires on your commuter?
0: No, no.
4: So, so I've been riding. Sebastian
0: the... has studded tires in her garage, but they are No, on your I, bike. I've seen yeah.
3: them. They're yeah. not really <laughs> hanging on the wall.
4: <laughs> well, she has a twenty-six inch <laughs> mountain bike. Commuter bike. Yeah. yeah. So, and upgrade. those are seven hundred. Upgrade. So what? Um. Doesn't need to upgrade.
2: <laughs> when it when the weather's like this, really the only option. I mean you can you can ride a commuter bike but if you actually want to do like ride on a trail I mean the only option is a fat bike I mean I don't I don't think any of us around the table own a fat bike do you own a fat bike
0: No I don't own a fat bike but Nicole's letting me borrow hers for the season oh, because very cool. I uh I registered for the polar roll up in Marquette. So you're doing polar roll? Yeah.
4: Oh, that's awesome. We both registered. You so you need a fat crazy. bike. Yeah. He's renting one <laughs> I'm and Nicole rent one. just okay. I
0: I'm on the like Margie Gessick women's group on Facebook. Yeah. And so I like posted in there and Nicole was like, Well, I've got biking gear for you, so you're all set. So, and I was like, Mm-hmm.
2: No, I wanted to talk about this a little bit because it gets to this time. I mean I, I think during the season I always think, Well, my next bike will be, I don't know, a full suspension mountain bike, or it'll be uh, an upgrade to my gravel bike or something like that. But then when it snows and it's cold, I'm like, I need a fat bike. Am I crazy? Or do we need fat bikes if we live in Michigan?
0: I don't know. I feel like in the lower peninsula, sometimes we don't get enough consistent snow to where it's to the quality that it might be in the upper peninsula where you're getting a lot of berms and like but really only, nice packed down snow. Is it
2: only snow? I mean... The other day I wanted to go um, – I I wanted to ride like a a single track. But it was – so many leaves were on the ground that I – if I'm just riding a traditional mountain bike, (laughs) I'd be kind of afraid. Am I going to hit a root in a weird place that I can't see? But if I had a fat bike, I can just kind of roll right over it even um, with the leaves. So I don't know. I think that you can get a lot of use out of it.
0: For sure. I was out on the trails at DTE with Nicole actually last week and there were – more leaves than I've ever seen on the trail. Luckily, DTE isn't very rocky or rooty.
2: Yeah, I feel comfortable riding just my mountain bike with the leaves at DTE because you kind of yeah. know what you're getting. But,
0: but it's also it's sometimes it was like it would be kind of nice to have the security of being like, oh, it doesn't matter what's underneath. I can just fly over it regardless. Exactly.
2: And then yeah. you also have the benefit of having the fat bike for when it does snow. And. And you a lot of the it, yeah. local trails here are groomed for fat bikes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean it's it seems like such a you can only use it well I mean you can you can ride it whenever you want to, but really the the best time to do it is during the winter months. Yeah. yeah. I feel
0: like though they they're at like a decent <clears throat> price range though. Like you can get a starter fat bike for a pretty decent price and get a decent use out of it.
3: My biggest problem is I just hate the cold. Like, yeah, my like, feet.
0: My feet. I just don't How re- do you reduce your toes just like slowly crumbling off? Have to, or like you, you, get you just
4: boots. you have to get special. <coughs> Those are yeah, so you,
0: heavy though.
4: Yeah, well, <laughs> it's you're not like it's but gonna that's, go fast yeah, it's, in the winter time. It's just, a, just a different just thought. I mean you wanna stay rise. warm. Yeah. No,
0: I know, I know. It's just yeah. like you can't have the best of both worlds, I no, guess.
2: You, yeah, not really. No. Hannah
0: Montana was wrong.
3: Boy, <laughs> that was a Wow! What a reference. Yeah. What
0: a <laughs> well, I've been watching a lot of Miley Cyrus lately. Just you are just,
3: just you are taking us to a whole new low.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like this
2: perspective. I mean, we don't have like the female perspective always. So you know, go that for is it. True. I, I I appreciate it. Um, but Han- yeah,
0: Sebastian watched Hannah Montana as a kid. He's admitted it to me. So yeah.
3: I love Hannah Montana. That, that that does not surprise me. <laughs> Wait, loved? Yeah. I don't think it's past tense. <laughs> it's past tense. <laughs> no, I've seen ahead. the posters on your wall. <laughs> there are no posters on my wall.
0: <laughs> no, because I wouldn't allow posters at our house.
3: <laughs> well, when she moved in, she took them down. <laughs>
4: were that, was never just, that, was, that was last be year. it <laughs> clear there were never any posters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd like to make mention Anna Martinez has never been on my walls. <laughs>
2: So, anyways, yeah, I'm I'm pretty uh, <laughs> envious of people with fat bikes Me right too. now, and I mean, I guess like there's there's so many cold months in Michigan that I think that you would get as much use out of a fat bike as you would just just your everyday gravel bike or everyday road bike or something. I mean,
4: I think it depends. Like last winter, you know, was pretty warm, and you could ride basically. Your road bike or gravel bike all,
3: yeah, we did. Year, we we did road rides through way through December. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, I think, I we mean,
4: ended I think my friend from Erie came up here to visit last weekend, and we went for a fifty mile ride, and it was thirty three degrees. Yeah. And as long it was as it's still a great ride, like as I don't, long as it's dry. Yeah, right.
2: I right. Mean, no but wise. as soon as it starts to get icy, and then. I mean, the gravel roads are just turned to complete crap because they, mm-hmm. the, it's like, the, it's icy and then it melts and it's just a complete mud fest and you yeah. just kind of ruin your bike. Well, not even yeah, a honestly. mud fest, you
0: get start getting potholes too. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. You're just before dodging they, the whole time you're riding. Before they
2: grade them for the spring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, a fat bike probably on my list for sure i mean Mm. eventually there's so many bikes on my list there's there's too many bikes (laughs) too many bikes out there but all of a sudden when when, with weather like this then the fat bike goes to the top of the list instead of just being like in the list especially you know?
0: when you're like riding on your trainer and you're just like wow this is the worst how great would it be to be riding a bike outside right now yeah
3: my trainer has not been set up yet. i
0: oh i haven't i
1: haven't have ridden in two run
3: weeks run so i'm just, I'm just gonna it's, put that out there it's the off season yeah is that your your
2: week in the mid pack you're just my,
3: my uh my week in the mid pack is from the spectator standpoint <laughs>
2: well i mean it, it's the it's kind of the off
3: season i I would think I yeah. mean
2: I mean I know a lot of I mean people are doing cross i I took basically like the the week of Iceman off because I didn't race, and then the week after that i I took most of that off I rode a little bit, but then this last week I've been hitting the trainer really hard and the last i I don't hate the trainer yet, but probably like talk to me like next week and I probably will. I look at my trainer I just hate it yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no i I, I really I, don't mind it that much I mean you could still get a decent workout i mean using zwift or train a road or something like yeah, that I have, it doesn't I have, I have it doesn't tra- bother me that
3: much i have a Trainer road account and you know as we get later into the winter and i have to start training again for the spring events uh, i'll i'll utilize it but i don't know for the next couple of weeks I, i'm gonna just be lazy and wear sweatpants sheldon you didn't get a lot of riding in last week but you
2: did post a couple great articles that i Thought we could talk about. Oh yes. Um, there was one from Cyclocross Magazine that talked about Iceman and uh, the different choices of bikes, and there was also one from Velo News. Let's start with that one. Velo News, um, it, it kind of made news that Pete Stetna, who is a, a, a World Tour road biker, but um, he kind of was dipping his toe into the gravel scene. He did that for 2019, but the the article talked about for 2020. That he's leaving the World Tour and just focusing on gravel racing in the United States. And um, there's a couple other, like, uh, ex-pros that do that. And then uh, EF Education. Made a they They made a point in 2019 to add a couple of these gravel races to their calendar. But he's kind of the first one to not be an ex-pro, but just say, no, this is going to be my focus as a pro. And um, I, I just kind of thought that was... A pretty fascinating choice for him, and it says a lot about what gravel, what the, the state of gravel in th- in the United States. Th- yeah, right I, now. I think
3: it really puts it highlights. It, it's a trend that's been, I think, pretty steadily happening. People moving from road, specifically, towards gravel and just the amateur levels, but now we're even seeing it on the pro level. And I will be shocked if we don't start to see even. More pros, kind of going that route. It was interesting in the article. He talked about
2: um, he he found it to be like a financially uh, viable for him to leave the team that he was on, and then like put together a few other sponsors so he could actually he could keep racing and uh, surviving basically um, with these few sponsors. And the sponsors were all about it. And um, yeah, I, I'm just wondering. Well, are we that far out from having like gravel specific teams? are we are is there just gonna
3: be like these individuals doing this? but I would suspect it would probably be more on the individual level. Gravel just kind of operates more in that sure, yeah, I mean there are certain races where you know big team tactics can work. I mean it's interesting even here in Michigan
2: there there are some some of the flatter, faster gravel races feel more like a road race to me and there are
3: teams that that and those tactics work yep yep. but then you can get to other races and team tactics really kind of go out the window so
2: with all of this then now we have some pros coming in and looking at it as a viable way for a, a, a viable way for them to to make a living as a pro bike racer um in the united states so i'm just i'm I'm curious to see how this is all going to go. I think it's it's a positive. I like to see the pros kind of mixing it up in there and and being in the same events as all the amateurs, and you and I can be a part of that as well. Um, anyone can, and I I like it. I think it's a positive thing. But
3: Well, wh- and I, th- I think it's even positive for the pros because it makes them more accessible to their fans.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, it's pretty cool to go to an event and instead of you know they're just by an RV and a trainer behind a rope, you could basically be lining up next to them. Yeah, and that's that's an amazing
4: for the cycling community. I think it's just generally a beneficial. Well, I think another thing is is that we have with the rise of social media and the internet and people you know having basically influencer accounts. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier for people to be independent pros. They don't have to be on a team. Absolutely. They can just be themselves and have these sponsors, and they just post, you know, this is the gear and equipment I use, Mm -hmm. and this is why I win races, because I use this stuff. And then other people will buy it because they think, you know, well, this person uses it, so it's going to make me faster. Yeah, I mean. And then they buy it. The reach to, you know, the
3: direct reach to
2: the it's, it's just so it's right there now. It's so easy to do. And you don't need like a, a publicity group to, to handle right. that for and you. And
4: you're not you don't have to be on TV. Right. You know, you can just be posting on Instagram before your race and on Facebook before your race and after your race. And you have thousands of viewers looking at your posts in the past
3: at least in the u.s basically if you wanted to be a pro cyclist you had to basically be in the tour de france yeah yeah and you had to be on you know some sports tv channel right and there you are with your team on all your tracks and you know your kit loaded up with logos and you know this rv with all these logos and everything now it's instagram
4: yeah
2: um real quick before we move on um I was listening to a, the Velo News podcast and they were talking about um, how popular like Dirty Kansas is um, in the United States versus all the other road cycling um, events in the world. And, and maybe it's just a United States thing, but they said on their on their website, the articles about Dirty Kansas just far outweigh. In popularity, any article about any other bicycling race in the in the world. Hmm. Yeah. So that I think that says something about the state of of cycling in the United States and where those trends are going. And so I think I don't know 2020. We're gonna become gravel pros. Should <laughs> we do that? <laughs> throw, yeah. our, we'll, we'll, our, we'll
3: be Instagram uh, influencers. We'll and... throw our
2: hat in the ring and see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. don't you?
3: Have... Damn it! You have to win. Well, I mean.
2: We'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> that, figure that, that's out. secondary. We'll mid pack pros, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. We could be a pro in the mid pack. Okay. Um, we talked People a lot made about that.
4: Careers out and, of being in the mid pack. So yeah, yeah.
2: So the other article that you posted was from Cyclocross Magazine, and they posted that's such a great article. An article specifically about Iceman and how if Iceman was um, conceived t- to conceived today. Would it necessarily be a mountain bike race, or would it be called a? Uh, their title was oh, Gravel Man. Yeah, Gra- yeah. Well, they said man. they said Gravel yeah. Man. Is yeah. it Gravel Man? Oh, Gravel Man. Yeah. yeah. So, so I I don't know. I thought that was, that was super fascinating, especially like Sheldon. You rode a drop bar bike. Yep. Um, Jeff Kabush won on a drop bar bike last year. He came in third this year on a drop bar bike. Um, I don't know. It, it was it, one thing I liked about the article. They they talked about how the The course of Iceman is reminiscent of early mountain biking courses, where it's a lot of the two track, it's a lot of these forest roads, and it's not necessarily a super technical thing. But that is now kind of what gravel racing
3: is. Well, mm-hmm. and they they even took it a little further. They took the geometries of modern that was gravel bikes. So so fascinating. I and mean, that was that was I mean that put science basically. They had numbers behind it. Mm-hmm. This wasn't just an opinion page, basically modern gravel bikes are basically mountain bikes from what 15 years ago yeah i think your your wheel
2: size is a little different i mean the 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 width is similar um,
3: yeah like a a 40c mountain or a 40c gravel tire right now is basically the size of a lot of the 26er width width yeah with yep. tires i yep. mean now we're at you know seven well unless, i mean people are in 650s Vs. but even the six fifty, i are think a bit. that's a 27 it's a lo- 27 yeah five, five. Yeah, yeah yeah but um i mean but yeah the the general geometry and i mean the the bikes that were racing iceman 30 years ago when it was conceived they weren't running suspension they were mostly just rigid straight bar 26ers with Rim brakes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but right. I, so this
2: is interesting though because Sebastian, you, I mean, you rode your full suspension mountain bike, and Mackenzie rode a full suspension. Mackenzie, track. you rode your full suspension mountain bike,
3: but you both have gravel bikes, and well, talking about that, did you lock them out or did you leave them in full squish? Because both of your bikes are full suspension, correct?
0: Yeah, Sebastian doesn't have a lockout capability on his bike. What about yours? I have a front lockout, which I actually did use a decent amount surprisingly. Um just because a lot of the climbs it was like almost a deficit if I was using oh, yeah. full, like the front fork. Um are just like
2: fighting against you a little bit.
0: Yeah, it was like the it, I'm being sucked even more into the mud by like having mm-hmm. extra
1: Oh yeah. like bounce. Absolutely.
0: Um I don't think a full suspension by any means was needed for that race. I think that... Um, You know, just it being a descriptor mountain bike race, you're like, oh, I bring my mountain bike, right. and this is the mountain bike I have, so I bring it. And yeah, there was a lot of mud, so it was like, oh, it kind of makes sense to have maybe bigger tires. But then being out there, maybe it didn't actually make sense having bigger tires. So I think it's kind of a game day decision for that race sure. as to like what kind, what you ride, what you run, and I mean
2: people people brought. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was someone. I, I mean, I know people brought their mountain bike and their fat bike. I know, mm-hmm. I, I know people that did that. I wouldn't be surprised if a few people brought a gravel bike, a mountain bike, and a fat bike. Because
0: yeah,
2: I didn't. there, it, it could go either way. And if it, and if it didn't, if it hadn't snowed, and if it was just a, a, a frozen, fat, a uh, f- uh, frozen and fast, course then you would pick the gravel bike for sure. I think that, not for sure, but some people would be very comfortable I on that. I think it would be beneficial. I- At-
0: I think even like being out there the day before was kind of deceiving. Like, there was a lot of (laughs) snow. Most definitely. There was like a lot of snow, and it felt like, oh, this is going to be really quick. It's really really snowy. Like, it's frozen. And then the night froze, and then the morning just like thawed out. And then having as many racers as you did on the course and like adding all the heat from the friction, it just like tore it completely up. So, like, you thought you were more prepared than you actually were going out there. And I, but I think that's the beauty of the Iceman, right? And like what kind of makes it a mountain bike. Race is like you don't know what you're getting, so you're gonna mm-hmm. show up, and it's either gonna be perfect or it's gonna be a fight the whole time, and that's what makes uh, this it so year, exciting. This
2: year was a fight the entire time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, that's
0: part of its beauty. Before
2: we get too too deep into like the this year's Ice Man, um, just going back to the to the gravel bike thing, and and Sheldon, you and I were kind of talking about this yesterday, yep. but on on the last episode. Um you were talking about how you thought that the correct bike was n- not so much a drop bar bike but maybe uh, a tire width that was a little narrower and can cut through the mud like a cross bike would um and I think you, you you're right that that is beneficial but then my point to you what we were talking about last night is but that's not how everyone would ride i think it's it's beneficial very rider dependent it is rider dependent and some people would be comfortable on that narrower tire and have the power to to use that in the correct way and in this um in this article i mean even jeff kabush was saying if you are a cyclocross racer a, a cyclocross if you have cyclocross experience then using a drop bar using i mean then that seem that is a, a an obvious choice but, yeah, but if you don't have that experience then i which i think a lot of people don't have cyclocross experience i don't have any cyclocross experience
3: i think the the choice is probably a mountain bike i think you so when it comes down to the narrow tire going in the mud you have to have the power then to back it up because you now you have mud basically going in your spokes you are creating more drag, but now you have traction because your tire is getting through the mud to the harder surface below it. If you are a rider that is just a weaker rider, you're going to find that to be a struggle. Mm-hmm. But if you have the power to back it up and you're out there to race, then it can be extremely beneficial because now you have the traction. And are you burning a little bit more of a match? Sure, but it's not. To the point it's being detrimental. Yeah, I just
2: it's it is a race that there is no real clear answer. No, no, not at um, all. And and I think going back to Mackenzie, what you were you were saying? I mean, that's that is kind of the charm of Iceman. It's like on any given day, a different bike is the the right answer. And then even on that given day, maybe some parts of the the course. Like Vasa, you could just like you Fly. could you could you could haul on a gravel bike, but other parts you you could use a little more of a a little more tire, a little more um, of a of
3: a of a mountain bike would would be beneficial there. So interesting article, I thought. I well, mean, it, it almost com- comes back to that the entire kind of saying of gravel. You know, the thing about gravel racing is your bike might be great in one section, it's going to be terrible in another, but. I mean, and, and hence the
2: thesis of the of the article is it would be a, a gravel race if it was conceived today. Yeah, oh, yeah. but even yeah.
0: at a lot of the gravel races, you'll see a lot of people on mountain bikes, right? Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Going back, like, back to,
2: like, Arcadia...
0: I yeah. mean that's At, a race where it's like you want to be on a, it's a gravel quote unquote race.
2: Gravel race, but you ride a mountain bike and yeah. Lord of the Springs. There's Absolutely. I saw like maybe three people try that on a on
3: a drop bar bike, but huh. you're riding through Yankee Springs. I mean you <laughs> We saw it happen to my gravel bike going out into Colorado. Exactly. I mean it's a gray it's kind of a gray area.
2: The whole yeah. I mean there's I mean we we could talk for hours about about this kind of stuff, but super interesting article. We will be sure to post links to both that and the Pete Stetna article. Um, But uh, yeah, we've already been kind of talking about this, but let's get into your individual Iceman races. A few weeks ago, episode eight, um, we had both Mackenzie and Sebastian here to talk um, before the Iceman and um, what to expect, and now that they have gone through it, we want to hear how their races went. I want to start with Mackenzie. Let's go back to the the morning of before you started riding. Um, we briefly talked about riding part of the course the day before, and there's a little bit of snow, but it kind of gave us a or gave gave you maybe a, a like a false sense of confidence. Absolutely, I feel like with the course. But so the the morning of. There's a there's it snowed even more. There's Mm -hmm. a little bit more snow. Were you like embracing the true Iceman character of the ride at that point with the snow, or were you like, oh, this is gonna be a rough day?
0: See, I was really excited the day before when Sebastian and I went out and pre-rode some of it. We had a lot of fun. I was kind of hesitant to get out of the car initially because we came from the lower peninsula where there wasn't that much snow. And as we started driving up, it just so started getting, more, like, yeah. colder yep. and snowier. You see tracks
3: going off into ditches. You're like, mm. wow. Yeah, even yeah. cars, yeah. Can't, yeah. And cars so can't handle a snow it, yeah. here." We,
0: we showed up at the start and rode from the start, like, the first 10 miles. And so we showed up, and it was like, oh, we have to get dressed. So you, ro-
2: you rode from Kalkaska. We actually the, the...
0: started at the start. We okay. parked at the start. And we rode out and we actually ended up running into some people from the, the spin cycling mm-hmm. club about 10 miles and We caught up to them and they drove us back to the start. <laughs> but um, it was like completely yeah. snow covered, like. There, we were forging new, what it felt like, new trail in the snow. Sure, was the ground pretty
3: firm still? It was was very firm, frozen.
0: It was entirely frozen, and (laughs) so actually, the first (laughs) beginning where you come right out of like the start and you go into like a little bit of single track, and then you get dumped out onto like a gravel road. I didn't even know that was gravel because it was just covered in snow to begin with. So I hit it, and I'm like, "What is this gravel? Yeah, Yeah. it's like, what am I on right now?" So it was definitely entirely different. and I think it was misleading for sure. Um, I mean, I'm sure we could have planned for the fact that there were to be thousands of riders before both of us even got on the trail. Sure, yeah. But you're like, oh, it's cold out. The ground's still going to be frozen. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't a time of year most of us are just ripping through trails often. So, yeah, it was slightly misleading. The morning of, I would say I wasn't like... Well, we went and dropped off Sebastian's dad first, so it wasn't like we were getting to the start and being like, okay, like I'm about to ride, let's go do this. It was like we dropped him off, we watched Sebastian's dad start, and then we sat in the car for a little bit, and then finally it was like, okay, I'm going to start warming up. And I got on my bike, what, like 45 minutes before I started, and I just started riding around um, just back and forth up and down the runway of Mm -hmm. the
3: it was nice they actually had a designated Mm warm-up area yeah like yeah that was very yeah it was like part
0: of the runway that was just kind of snow-free and everyone was just riding like back and forth and yeah there wasn't any traffic no one was walking over there and so you kind of just keep riding back and forth and then you could watch the waves as they were moving in and then you're like oh here comes my wave and just kind of get up right at the start um cool So it really wasn't a bad start at all. I'd say the start was pretty good right off the bat, and it's pretty wide right there, so you have a chance to pass people. I think within at the beginning I was passing people like crazy, and then we got to the standstill, and it got significantly harder to pass people. And then from there on out it was significantly harder to pass people only because – you were trying to dodge so many people that were just walking through the mud that it was like you're riding in really hard conditions while you're calling out, like, rider coming through, Mm -hmm. rider coming through, and then getting behind people who just couldn't get out of the way in time, so you're, like, just rushing to get out of your bike. I ran a lot of some sections because I, like, would have to jump off my bike, and then it was, like, the fastest way to get around people would be to just run. Yeah, so
2: congested, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean... It was interesting. It's like nothing else I had ever how, ridden before. How
2: was your. Um, when you hit the initial congestion, what. Were you super frustrated? Were you. Mm,
0: well, at first it. we couldn't really tell what was going on we're like oh is someone hurt Mm -hmm. like you know we're like okay well we hope everyone's okay um you're kind of talking to everyone around you like oh what's going on and we're all making jokes and laughing and then all of a sudden it like wasn't funny anymore it was like okay we're here for really (laughs) long and then there's all these people who are like trying to get by and like running through the woods with their bikes just kind of It was kind of annoying, right? Because it's like, you think you're really better than everyone else back here who's also just waiting for... Like, whatever's going it's, on ahead. You can't even
3: see the
2: end of the line. No, so it's like, it was where miles you going? long. Yeah, so these Sheldon talked about that too, yeah.
0: People are just running through, and you're like, you really think you're going to win the race from, like, all the way back here with this long of a backup? Like, we kind of all just have to tough it through together, right? And so then you get to a point where you think it opens up, and then it's just like you get a downhill, and then it's like sludge again. So then mm-hmm. people are jumping off their bikes. And so it was just kind of non-stop not knowing until you got near the end where it was more solid ground and it like was a significant change in terrain mm-hmm. but yeah it was it was more it was more or less like gauging when to get on and off the bike and when just being on the bike was just an expenditure of too much energy cuz like there were some uphills where i was like i'm just going to climb these especially cuz people were there cheering and that's like motivating just yeah. be on your bike but then i was like my back tire is just spinning not because I don't have enough pressure or weight on it, but because it's so clogged with mud that it's just like rotating and I'm putting in so much energy to get that wheel spinning and I'm only getting like a grip every third spin. So it was like, is this even worth all the like manpower that I'm putting into this? Like that people are cheering for me for? Could I just run up that and been like, okay, well that was good. And now just like ride down and be so much more satisfied. So I don't know. I cried the last 10 miles, for sure.
3: So, was it... <laughs> those are electrolytes in those tears. You can't waste that. <laughs> was it? I
0: was, like, eating bananas and cliff blocks, just like, oh where's wait, wait, my you, mom?
3: You told me a really funny story about you dropped some food. Yeah, is that is that when the tears started or?
0: Yeah, it was like I got to a, a part where there were like a bunch of aid stations within the, like the last yeah. ten, fifteen miles, and so I like I was like I hadn't seen a banana in miles, and I was like oh a banana, so I, I grabbed a I, banana in miles, <laughs> 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 so I grabbed like a half a banana, and I took a bite, and then I just watched the rest fall out of my hand, and then just like tears started running down <laughs> my face. I was like my banana uh, and I think I said that out loud and I was like this is yeah this and is then, my like, day that, And that like, would rock- be a good
4: meme Sheldon <laughs> stick guy you know he's yes. like got a banana and then all of a sudden it's got the sand on it and the band is just coming the <laughs> ground <he's> crying <laughs> I,
3: <was> like, <laughs> I haven't seen a banana in miles <laughs> I'm gonna
1: meme
4: that and it's like gonna this- happen <laughs>
0: Right? Like I Rob metering that. mean mean what is his last name? Meandering. Meandering. Yeah. yeah, Rob. Yeah. Well Rob, he's like taking pictures right within the last fifteen miles, but like I'm just like my banana just fell. I'm like on <laughs> few calories burning out and my eyes are like cross-eyed pretty much And all the pictures he took i'm like shit i look like i'm on some sort of drugs That's, i was just was bonking hard i mean yeah i wasn't expecting to be out there as long as i was to be honest i, I was think, like, i don't
2: think anyone was yeah I, I mean i think you were in good company in that sense yeah i um, mean i
0: took third in my age group mm-hmm. overall and it almost took me four hours to complete and so that's just just tells you how insane it was yeah Yeah, the fact that i don't think any of us expected to be out there as long as we were. So I didn't plan for I guess I was unprepared in the sense of nutrition. Sebastian was like, just down some cliff blocks before and you'll be done in like two hours. So you really won't you won't have time to like think about eating or drinking. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Two hours comes around and I'm like, Okay, I'm getting hungry. Yeah. And I'm I have halfway nothing. Point. Yeah. I'm I'm only halfway. Just
3: eat some mud. And so at
0: one point there was an aid station. And I was like, How many cliff blocks can I take? And they were like, As many as you want. And I'm like (sighs)
2: sebastian then for your race did it live up to what you expected or was it in a similar way totally different than than what you were thinking totally different
4: had any rumors trickled back to you guys yet about how bad the course was so i started getting news that it was awful and i was like I, there's nothing you're I just staring do, at that really. back tire you put on I, like, oh no i put two thunderbirds on my bike what yeah so i was running two slicks and it was not a good choice i think if i had put the Nobby nix on <laughs> just kept it set up I, from yeah, margie it's <laughs> kept if i had kept the setup from margie i think i would have done pretty well because like on the flats I was hanging with everyone else, you know, I felt good. And then I would get into the mud and I was just spinning. I was just like.
2: So what, what made you, Is was it the day before riding the course yeah, and you're like, I think the slicks are the way to go.
4: Yeah. I was like, oh, it's firm, you know, it's cold. Like it's going to stay frozen. Yeah. But the next day it was just, I mean. Sure. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was it was a mud bath. I mean, I, I did not expect that to happen and there were some sections I was like oh okay you know like a little bit of mud yeah. but it, then it would, then you'd get out of it and you're like oh okay it's over and then you'd like you're like oh okay time to like try and catch up some time because you know I just lost some time in that mud back there and then you hit another section of mud and it's like and each one got longer yeah, yeah. every each time you got section, to mud it just got it got, getting longer. it got longer and you're burning more matches and then you're like I was like man i don't know i i I kept losing people in the mud because actually i slid out and hit a tree with my shoulder and kind of just stopped dead in in my tracks and i never i didn't fall off my bike or anything i just like was against a tree (laughs) like holding on and i was like oh this isn't good and so after that i honestly just slowed down because i was like i'm not a pro like i'm not getting paid for this i'm it's not, I'm not gonna it. win yeah you know like
3: when you got to vasa though did you was did the sand help clear out some of the mud or did it just? oh stick yeah to your tires? when when
4: i got to vasa i mean i took off i think i averaged like 18 up. 19 the whole time through the vasa trail but the only issues was i didn't see anyone on the vasa trail like mm. Did I had kind of split away from people, and people had, you know, kind of fallen back. And so you were
3: you were in no man's land.
2: I was
4: in no man's land. But by
2: the, by the time you got to Vasa too, were you so exhausted from screwing with the mud that
4: I mean, I was pretty exhausted, but I was also like, oh my god, finally! Sure, you yeah. know, I was excited. I was like, oh, finally, I can keep like a normal Not pace. Uh, he was he was crying ten times worse than you. Yeah, I, got to
1: Vasa and I, was I like, saw him.
4: <laughs>
2: Now, there's a time he dropped his banana
4: and he just started crying. No, but I honestly saw a lot of people crash. When I was on course,
3: there were two people that were waiting for medical. Like, yeah. their heads were on the ground with volunteers around them. Were they, yeah. they were, the, uh, on the, in the pro wave or just like?
2: No, just when, in when general. I, when like, I was, oh, you were on the
3: course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I was racing, and I mean, they were they were down hard. Yeah. And I mean, this was not like them sitting like on the side of the trail. Like, I, I hurt myself. They were down. They were on their backs. I made an
0: old man on a fat tire just, like, fall over. It was like, passing on your left, and he's just like...
3: Did you throw your banana on the ground Mm. in front of him?
0: No, I wish (laughs) like like, Mario style, little (laughs) Mario Kart action, throwing shells (laughs) and like all sorts of things. Yeah, no, it definitely the mud got longer as you were in there at first. I was like, oh, the mud is so fun, right? Like this is so exciting, like real quick. Yeah, (laughs) and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, this is just awful. And then yeah, I got to like the faster part of the trails, and after standing and waiting and just running out of fuel, it was like I just. Don't have it in me to like go through this as fast as I want to. So Mackenzie, at
2: the at the end, you were in a in a rough spot, um, kind of bonking. You're, yeah, and and you're pushing through. So when you got to the end, the shoots and all this, were you able to appreciate the finish, or were you just like, get me? No, me no
0: no I definitely like I would consider it almost a blackout like I was at the end of bonking where it was like my vision was going mm-hmm. and so I went to like push it really really hard at the end and just like my vision was just gone it was like I went to surge a little bit and it just took over my body. If you listen so, to
3: our Lowell episode, you would have known better.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know Sebastian would tell me a million times that I know better than this, but you know, when you're out there and there's no other food, it's like, well it just is what it is. So And on and the start got, line
3: you're thinking two hours. Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking two hours. Yeah. And exactly. then when it ends up being four, four hours, four hours. I mean, you just it's yeah. you're
0: unprepared for the situation. Yeah. So it's whatever. But I get to the end and I'm like, oh man, I'm just like I need to get off this bike. So I Put my bike in my bike corral and I try calling my mom just to like cry to her and be like, mom, this sucks so bad. (laughs) And she didn't answer. So then I'm like, okay. I gotta find someone, so I I call Sebastian's dad, who was supposed to be there for me, not there. I called Nicole. Because <laughs> I was
3: off hanging out with him.
0: Yeah, I called Nicole, no one answers. <laughs> yeah. I called Chad, no one answers. I call Sheldon, no one answers. So I'm wandering around in my little kit, just like, just like, just like kind of crying, and everyone's feeling sorry. Yeah, for I need yourself. a banana. I'm like, oh, it took me four hours. I suck. Like you know, just really upset. I'm like huddling around random people's fires and I'm looking for the spin tent and I find it and I just huddle around the fire like just crouch down.
2: What what time about is this because is is this getting close to when Sebastian's starting or do you, it's there's still
0: Sebastian was just about starting when okay. I was finishing. Okay. And so yeah, that's why Sebastian's dad wasn't there, as he was driving Sebastian back to the start. To the start, okay. And so he, I, like, called him. I finally got a, a hold of him, and he's like, oh, I'm, like, dropping Sebastian off or whatever. And so then I'm, like, huddled around this fire, and then the clones, they come out, and they're like are you okay? Like, can we help you? You can come inside our RV. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like, give me heat. And they set me up. They were like,
2: like, there's this homeless person out on She's
0: <laughs> <laughs> like crying. And it's
2: a homeless person a bike kit.
0: <laughs> they feed me and they put me in heat and they put me in a change of clothes and it was, I just sat in their RV and finally Sebastian's dad came, brought me my actual change of clothes. I got changed. I went out to the course and I watched Sebastian finish, and then he was in the same state I was in, where it was just like, I don't feel good. I just need to like get heat. And were
4: you in like a bonking state as well? At that? Yeah, I mean, I was in a complete, like bonking stage towards <laughs> the end because I didn't bring enough mm-hmm. like calories with me because I didn't expect to be out there <laughs> for the as long yeah. as I was. And um, I tried to eat, but I was so like out of breath and my jaw was like frozen and I couldn't really chew the food and sure so and then I tried to drink water and it was like ice Freezing, cold yeah. and I was like next year I definitely have to have an insulated water bottle with calories and you yeah. know just kind of make sure that so what I was you- thinking was
3: taking a hand warmer and putting it uh, between your back and your hydration like put it in the hydration pack but put it against like
4: well if you just put warm water in an insulated bottle you'll have warm water yeah but i don't want to the whole race i think the bottle is nice just cuz i don't know i i i on the climbs you can still reach down for your bottle yeah, and just true. grab a sip cuz it's not you know? very technical so yeah. you're not worried about yeah. like
0: a root and, and the, reaching for bottles. Oh, yeah I, when you're on
4: Vasa, i mean you can let go of your handlebars oh for sure yeah but Going back to to crashes, I mean, right off the bat, I was, we were going around the, you know, cyclocross course at the start. Mm-hmm. Still and, in the
2: in the airport, right? Yeah,
4: still in the airport, and coming out of the airport, there was like a gravel road with like not really gravel; it was more like
0: the day before it was all snow.
4: Yeah, it was big rocks and, yeah. and it's loose, and it yeah. was loose Loose rocks. With and someone mm-hmm. lost control of their bike right there and just like i was riding literally next to this person and they just went over their bars holy cow and it was like a crash of three or four people that's what sean got caught up
2: in oh he did i'm pretty sure he got caught up in that so he was like last after that and then he fought
3: back to for like 14th or something that corner if you took the inside line you would have to turn kind of hard on it I actually, and this was not on purpose, I happened to be on the outside line, and it was nice because I could take this wide sweeping. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. If you went into that sharp, that stuff was loose. Yeah,
0: And it was like... Not like small dirt and gravel. It was like big, like rocks, like normal sized rocks. Yeah, like it was, it was a lot rocks, of crushed, yeah.
3: li- like limestone kind of yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. It was a mess. Well, when you came through the finishing shoot, I don't know if you remember seeing it, we were standing there cheering for you. You managed to smile. I have a picture of you smiling as you went by. Yeah, so, I mean,
4: at the end. Because everyone's yelling. And- everyone's yelling. And you're just like, that oh, yeah, so cool. I just want to finish. Like, you're so excited to be done. I mean, and and once you once you
0: get to the banners, I just cried.
4: Once you get to the banners, it's like the rest of the event doesn't even
0: matter. You're
3: like, oh, this is just cool. It's over. It's cool. You're going by the cameras. And Mm -hmm. what's the name of the climb? Right when you're getting to the banners.
0: That's what you just said. What's the Is name? that icebreaker? icebreaker? Is that icebreaker?
3: icebreaker? Yeah. yeah. So on that, a guy actually ran out from the crowd and put his, and like gave me a, the butt push. Oh yeah, it was awesome. And yeah. Like, I, heard, get a butt push. I heard someone yelling like he he's on a state he's on a state and all I don't know if it was the same guy. Also, someone ran out and like yeah, I mean they didn't like push me up the whole thing, but yeah. they gave me this little shove gave and it with, was yeah, and it's so awesome. I mean there's hundreds of people. Yeah. And it just it just has that crazy pro feeling. Oh uh, yeah. So uh,
2: sure. With the experience, obviously it it turned into something a little more um, than you expected. But Mackenzie, it sounds like it was one of your harder days on the bike. Um, but is it something that... Now, looking back, you're like, I need to do this next year? Or is it like, I'm I'm done with the Iceman?
0: No, I'm not done. I made $90. I came yeah, in Yeah, you third. got
2: a real like legitimate... Yeah, you can check. Yeah. That's Tommy's the coolest got to check you check. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I said you're pro. And metal, and metal. Yeah, you are a pro now. Yeah, you, I didn't yeah.
0: realize I podiumed because, like I said, I was so upset after and just so cold. Mm-hmm. I just didn't even look at my times. I was like, if I did four hours, I obviously didn't do well. So I didn't even look. And we're on the car ride home. And I look, and I'm like... Third? Third? I'm like, no, no, there's no way. And then I look, I'm like, yeah, third. So then the next day I'm like, okay, I'm gonna look, make sure when they sure, finally yeah, update yeah, but- the times that I that wasn't just old news. And I look, and I screenshot it, and I'm like, no, that says third. And then Nicole texts me and says, did you know you podiumed? And I went, no, I didn't know. And so I emailed them, and they sent me all of my stuff in the mail, which was $90, like uh, the medal and everything else. And I'm like, well, if I can have that bad of an experience in podium, you bet I'm going to be back next year. And I think
2: it it goes back to – everyone was having that everyone experience. had a bad day yeah <laughs>
0: and everyone
2: had to everyone had to persevere and uh Sebastian what about you um you haven't done it every single year so this is your second time doing pro right in the pro category uh, uh, are you all in next year or
4: I'm all in next yeah. year yeah you know, two, I, two wheel sets <laughs> I think I'm bringing well I actually you know I think I've been thinking about getting a drop bar. Gravel uh, bike. Bo- <laughs> okay. yeah. Bo Jackson. Bo that Jackson. yeah, I've been thinking oh, about a nice. Bear Claw Bo Jackson. Okay. Uh I don't know yet. We'll see. Like it's more or less You don't you don't know I, about the bike choice or you don't know We'll, we'll be so, doing the race. So here's Kay. my thing. I want to <laughs> yeah. I need to get well I just sold my mountain bike that I rode at Iceman. Okay. I actually sold it like last week. And so now I don't have a mountain bike. And, um, well, you're not a mountain biker anymore. I'm not a Welcome mountain biker to the club. No. right now, You only have drop at bars at this moment. I only have drop bars. <laughs> <You> mean- Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Because yeah, I, I could, usually I could. only had mountain bikes and yeah, no I could, drop I'm, bars. I'm sensing so. a bit of elitism from you right now.
2: That's like your drop bar elitist. <laughs> no, I, <love> I,
4: it. <laughs> I, uh, so I have to get a new mountain bike for next year. Um, but yeah, I'm, you were you were all in on the on the Scott. Um, I'm definitely getting a Scott for next season. Okay, that's for sure. The Bo Jackson the is fire. No, the Scott the is spark. Spark, yeah. yeah. The full suspension Scott, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm on the f- I'm on the fence right now about the Bo Jackson. Um, but the idea was that if I get a Bo Jackson with Axis, and I get a Scott with Axis that I can swap wheel sets between the two bikes. Yes. Which would be, like, the ideal situation because then you have two bikes, two wheel sets, two sets of tires. You can bring both bikes. You can swap wheel sets, you know. uh, That would be... Really cool.
2: I mean, I know 29 is basically like a 700C. Yeah. I mean, but it, are they that compatible? Are so, they that close? Yeah. So it depends Bo- on your
4: axle. The Bo Jackson uses mountain bike spacing Okay. in uh, its hubs. Got it. So it uses a 115 boost in, with, on the fork, and it uses a... Uh, I think one thirty-five. You don't know is, this
0: by heart. I'm is, ashamed. Is
4: the is the spacing <laughs> in the rear, and so um, because you have to have that spacing in order to fit a like wide tire okay. on the on the frame. So the Scott and the Bo Jackson have the same hub spacing, so you can just swap okay. wheels relatively mm-hmm. easily. The only difference is that. The Bo Jackson has a 160 millimeter rotor in the front, and the Scott has a 180 millimeter rotor in the front. Got it. But, but that can be easily they... that can be easily adjusted as long as you just put a spacer on the caliper and and give it a little bit more room. Um, I
2: like I like this so. idea though. I mean, I I yeah. think the more you're talking about it, I think it's the way to go. So just buy two new bikes. Yeah. And. <laughs> Wait, That's wait, what new jobs are
0: for, right? <laughs> wait,
2: wait. He- here's an issue, though. Um, I thought you were going to review some Kenda tires for us. You don't even I have am. a bike to review them on. No, it. not right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I could you put the Elevator Elev- Oh, you Elev- can't put it. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are on tires. my on my um, Super X. Yeah, but. It, it hasn't exactly been the weather no, that I, think could, I could ride my Super X on gravel roads with those yeah, tires. We, we might because, be waiting a little bit before yeah. we get a review. I think that's going to yeah. be a spring review. Yeah, I think it will be, unfortunately. Well, this was fun. I
2: actually I went back and listened to episode eight, and it was cool to, to hear you guys talk about what you were doing leading up, what your your thoughts were leading up to the race, and then to have this conversation now. it's It's great. Oh, one question I did have. Uh, for Sebastian you were concerned about how much you were focusing on the endurance side of things and and with Iceman not being like a a real endurance
4: ride so h- how do you feel fitness wise or honestly i felt i felt great um, and one of the people that i aspire and look up to most is Matt Acker like the fact that he finished in 8th place yeah. and he just did uh, 530 mile, <laughs> mile ride Two weeks before yeah. He rode for I three mean, days straight Yeah, That's what I was just going to say I mean he's true athlete Like that's next level I'd say That's what I was going to say If incredible. there's any proof that ride. you can
0: train yeah. for ultra endurance But just kick Kick everyone's butt And yeah in a short distance race it's it's mad accurate. it comes down to just i think being able to endure the pain at the end of the day just being able to grind through it and look forward to the finish but yeah i mean if he's proof of anything it's that it doesn't matter your training you just get out there and you do it
2: yeah (laughs) well very cool i mean we we spent probably now three Almost four podcasts talking about Iceman, and I'm not getting tired of it. I mean, some sometime we're gonna have to
3: stop talking about Iceman. But... Yeah, about about a week before Barry. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but you see the
0: benefit of it is really, the and then most you guys get three months of race. Barry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's like the last race of the season, so we can all linger on but that. But it's just that... such a great
4: event. But I'm, uh, I'm just it... really happy, you know, that I finished. Right in the mid pack. Yeah. So it what was it? it was our, a good. It was a, our podcast. It was a good. Uh, it was a good representation <laughs> what for was, sure. What was your placing? I think I was fifty fifth out in of in the pro. Yeah, out of like a hundred. Yeah. So. This That's is just perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Real
2: quick before we finish up here, last episode we were able to hear a, a really cool story where a father, Chris, was able to watch his daughter, uh, Frankie. Um, compete and finish her first race. Frankie did the slush cup of Iceman and um, Sheldon was able to get a get a short interview with a, a, a similar story. We have McKenna and her dad Jeff who are able to ride the entire race the Iceman together. So let's hear that story now.
3: recording all right everybody this is sheldon from the dirty chain podcast uh tonight i am sitting with two guests
1: mckenna and
3: jeff uh mckenna and jeff sager uh (laughs) they both race with uh, the spin cycling club team as with trevor and i and tonight we are gonna specifically talk with mckenna about her very first iceman yes was that your first race ever also
1: yes it was very first race period
3: (laughs) okay so let's go back to saturday morning Mm
1: -hmm. which wave were you in 32
3: all right so you were the one right behind me i was 31 oh really yeah that yeah we were right there um so it was cold yeah were you freezing on the star line
1: no actually because it was like it was cold but it wasn't that cold that I was freezing. Okay. If that makes sense.
3: Um, Did you guys get to ride the course at all on Friday?
1: We rode a little bit of it. We rode, like, the first bit to... Dockery Road, I
3: yep. think. Yep. We uh, rode to start to Dockery. Okay. So you yeah. did ride a little bit of the muddy area. So you were yeah. going in Saturday knowing. Except the, the ground was perfect. And it, it was covered snow. with snow, but the ground underneath was perfect on that, that <laughs> yeah. ride to Dockery. <laughs> 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 so you went in with some confidence Saturday morning. Thinking it'd be awesome. All right. Yeah. 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 You know, Trevor and I kind of made a similar mistake. We just rode the second half. So when you first hit the mud, what was the first thing that went to your head?
1: This is mud. Like, it was not easy to go through, and it was the first time that I've ever actually gone through mud, too. So it wasn't fun. Yeah. yeah.
3: What 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 a first year for Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> um. And you stuck together the entire ride. Yeah. yeah. Ride. Okay. Yeah. Now, how many years have you done it, Jeff? This uh, this year was my fifth year. Your fifth year. Okay. So you were there for fourteen. I'd watched 14. Oh, you watched 14. Okay. And that's kind of what got me into it. I wanted to experience that. And every year so far has been nice up until this year. It was kind of like 14, but not as much rain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was was pretty wild. So, I was near the finish line when you two were coming up. I was just retrieving my bike. And all of a sudden I look over and I see these two orange jerseys coming up that finishing chute. And... McKenna, you were
1: out of it. I was abs- exhausted. Well,
3: so, so I saw tears. <laughs> yes, but I think they were a mix of different emotions. Kind of yes. What when you finally hit those finishing shoots and you start seeing the posters and the banners and the yes. people are cheering? Tell me a little bit about that experience.
1: Well, I was already like freaking out because like all the hills had me like exhausted. On the part where it was nice trail, it was nothing but uphills, like, the whole time. And I was like, I'd rather walk through mud than go up all these hills. <laughs> but then, like, once I was, I was getting frustrated because of the hills, and, like, when I get frustrated and I'm riding, it, like, gives me, like, a panic attack almost. So, like, my air gets, like, really tight and my throat, like, closes up on me. Mm-hmm. And that makes me freak out more because as I'm pedaling, I'm breathing heavy and I can't breathe heavy, so I freak out more. And then the people were just so enthusiastic about you finishing and they were so helpful and they were so like, yeah, like you got it, like just do it. And it was like, oh my gosh, like more anxiety. <laughs> so, yeah, it was mostly just me frustrated and then me happy that I finally made it to the people and then frustrated again because they kept saying you're almost there like last hill and then there was more hills and there was more to go.
3: Coming through the finishing chute there's the uphill wooden bridge that they built this year mm-hmm. and once you go down that that is it like you yes. are <laughs> at the finish line and that was about the time that I, I looked over I noticed you guys so I quickly mm-hmm. ran over mm-hmm. and you rolled through Mm-hmm. This huge mix of emotions. You're uh-huh. you're glad to be done. Oh yeah. Um, you could tell things. It hurt. I mean, yeah. it was painful, but you, you were definitely glad to be done. And right behind you, your dad <laughs> was brighter than the sun. I mean, <laughs> I have, you had the biggest smile on your face. Yeah. You were absolutely glowing. Tell me about tell me about that I that was, last uh, bit going through the shoot. Oh, that was awesome. Um, to 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 ride it with her for her first year and to experience her first year. Um, you know, having experienced it before riding myself, um, yeah, there was, a. I was super happy that she was able to accomplish that amount of riding, um, for her, you know, cause I didn't want her to get started and not be able to finish. Absolutely. <clears throat> but then... Ted King didn't finish. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and the way she finished though, and the way she, you know, turned the last couple corners and turned on the heat and finished strong and all that, you know, then I just became a proud dad you know i was like look at there go ahead kid. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> get some <laughs> you you were you were absolutely glowing i mean yeah. <laughs> it was it, it was hard not to see that and to to appreciate that That was uh you know just watching you two come through the shoot that when i was standing there i was like all right we gotta we gotta talk to you guys on, <laughs> on, on the podcast and when i first got here tonight uh one of the first things i asked you was uh are you gonna do it again next year and you very quickly answered yes yeah were you thinking that last weekend?
1: No. <laughs> I was going back and forth about it last weekend. But I figured it was fun. And I'm sure it'll be more fun when there's not traffic jams for almost all of it.
3: <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on. and uh, We'll see you guys out in the mid-pack. Yeah. good. Thanks.
2: Well, thank you, Sheldon, for the interview with McKenna and Jeff. That was great. And, of course... Thank you, Sebastian and Mackenzie, for coming back to the podcast. It was a lot of fun, as I knew it would be, Um, and it was great to hear both of your experiences. And, I mean, my guess is this won't be the last time we see you or hear you on the
3: Dirty Chain podcast, so thank you all. Well, we'll be getting reviews from Sebastian. We will be getting
2: reviews from Sebastian, for sure. Well, thank you for listening to the Dirty Chain podcast, a Michigan Mid-Pack Media production Find us on Facebook, Dirty Chain Podcast, Instagram at Dirty Chain Podcast, email DirtyChainPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to call our hotline when you have a good ride or race or experience that you want to share with us, 616-522-2641. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. Sheldon Little does the graphic design and handles the social media. Share our episodes with your friends. Review us where it's appropriate. All that good stuff. Until next time, keep your chain clean. But get your chain dirty. See you in the mud, mud pack. pack. The mud pack. First try.
1: Yes! Yeah!
4: <laughs> We're getting good at this, guys.
2: <laughs> Pro, you'll get your $90 check in the
4: mail. <laughs>